So my name is Sabrina Washington, and I'm a singer, songwriter, and I was the former lead singer of Mystique. Okay, so my background is I grew up in northwest London, Carlton, with my mother, who came from the Caribbean. Um, my grandparents came in Windrush, and um, I grew up in Halden, which was a place full of a mixed bag of people, but it was such a lovely place to be because it was just creative and everyone was just lovely. So I grew up in Halton, was, was it was very, there was always reggae being played around because there were so many different record shops and different things around, but there was always music. Growing up, to me, music, I'd say reggae was the soundtrack to the start of my life, the bass start of my life, because my mother came from Jamaica, so she always played music in the house, and reggae was one of the fundamental ones that she played. And, and I loved reggae. I loved reggae from an early age because it just told stories, and it was just a feel-good factor that made me feel good. So listening to music in the borough of Brent, I grew up in Halden. Halden had loads of different reggae like record shops. You had Starlight Records, you had so many different record shops and different people that had stands outside maybe um, a food store where they were selling you know, records or CDs. So it's, it was always the thing to have reggae being played. And also, my father had a studio on Halsden High Street at the time. So he had a studio where artists came to, you know, record their songs and just be there. Reggae events, I found out about reggae events through my dad. My dad was a person who, him and his band, the Rough Cut Band at the time, were backing many, many artists that came from Jamaica. Because when they came to the UK, Brent was the hub where music was reggae music was known for. So everyone came there. So I found everything out ready from my dad. Do I have a favorite reggae track? I can't say I have a favorite reggae track, but I tell you some of my favorite artists, which are John Hull, Arton Ellis. Obviously, Bob Marley has to be in there. Gregory Isaac, um, Maxi Priest. Like there's so many of them. There is so many to mention. I listen to reggae at home, and then I listen to reggae online currently. Um, and there's so many. And what's good about online is there's so many there that you're constantly there and constantly looking. So as you're driving and as you're at home, I listen to reggae. Okay, I think that because I take Brent has been a hub for reggae music and reggae artists, I'd say that it has contributed as in... There are so many different people that have come. Right now, you have Gappy Ranks. You have, you know, you have people like Chucky Star back in the day, Tubby T, Richie Dan. You have Gerald Levy. Everyone was there. And that music has still stayed. And it's transformed, as in a lot of those, the reggae has mixed and transmixed with other music. So you have Jungle. You had so many different forms of music from reggae. I would say that Pirate Radio has 
has always been very paramount because that is the place that people would go to see what is new and what people are raving about and where artists could get a chance to go and speak to a certain DJ and say, excuse me, can you play, can you play this song? And DJs would play it if they like it. If they don't like it, they're not going to play it. But if they're playing it, that means that actually it's good. That's how we knew, as in myself and the group knew that it was actually working when we approached DJs to say, okay, cool, can you play this vinyl or can you play this CD? So pirate radio has been very paramount in reggae music and any other form of music as well. Reggae is a vibe, and if someone picked up the music and they like it, they'd want to buy it, and then you hear it in the barbershop, you'd hear it in the hairdresser, you'd hear it everywhere, and people would want to go and buy what they heard there, and then they'd take it home, and then they'd buy it, and then their friends or their family, because as you know, like in the West Indian culture, it's very, very much a culture of food and sharing, and people sitting around, and music is a part of that. And when they come, they want to buy it too. So it's definitely been vital with the economy of what's going on in those areas. In the reggae scene growing up, yes, back in the day, people used to wear click suits, clerks. I wouldn't sometimes trainers, but, you know, like it was very much a scene of bandanas on their heads and everything else. But it was just a scene and a culture. And as you said, yeah, it did affect the way people dressed. Um, yeah, it did. And it was fun. Reggae music did affect dance. Like I'd say that my mum was very, very strict, so I could go anywhere in my house, but she wouldn't really let me out a lot. And back in the day, they used to have all dayers, which were day parties for younger people, which had a lot of reggae music and dancing. Yeah, a lot of as young young women or young girls, we used to go out and we used to at home practice whining and then when we wanted to go out then we'd we'd be whining and whining I'd say what would they call twerking right now but originally it's just whining I'd say reggae did affect things because reggae was a vibe and a music that actually united people it didn't make them separate so even if they had something that they didn't like about each other. Music was not that thing. They enjoyed the same thing, and that was reggae, and it brought people together. So I suppose it was quite kind of political because it brought people together from every sense of the world, which was great. So my connection with the reggae scene nowadays, okay, well, I have project that I'm working on that I will tell you about it very soon but right now it's kind of top secret but I love reggae I love what reggae brings to people I love the smile that it puts on people's faces I love the fact that it's with reggae people talk their stories and stories can be heard and it doesn't seem to offend anyone which I find great so, um, yes, I have something reggae coming out very soon. I'd say that Brent, for me, obviously being the place where I was born and bred, has been vital, and reggae music has been the foundation. I grew up around reggae music all the time. 
my father was in a reggae band. I saw him on the chart show and everything else. And then for me, when I was coming up with my band, it started there too. We'd be rehearsing at my house, which was in Brent. And even with videos that we'd done, a lot of our interviews were actually done in Brent. It was a place where music was and music lived and people came. And for me, reggae was always the foundation. So even when um, we did do Scandalous, I made sure that there was a reggae mix, which we done and put on our video. And it was done by Jazzwood. And he went on to do amazing things after that. So um, reggae has always been paramount. I think to preserve the heritage of reggae in Brent, there needs to be a museum that people can come to and see and know that this is a place that these people came to record and recorded this music and this is what came from this area, but also have a place where people can actually go and have reggae shows. They used to. They used to have Mean Fiddler and other places where people could go and do their own music. So I think they need to have a place where people can go to take in reggae shows and a museum that tells the whole story of how it came together.